Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. Now, if you are new around here, and hey, you might be because it's it's been a hot minute. <laughs> um, and if you haven't had a moment to leave a five-star review or a rating, I would appreciate you doing so. It does help with the algorithms and it helps others find us. And everyone knows you cannot fan girl alone, especially when it comes to Marvel shows, which is what this entire series is going to be about. We are going to fangirl the heck out of WandaVision. All right. Um, but first I want to point out or, or mention or comment on, I don't know. I don't know if you guys care. I don't know if you noticed, but it's been a, it's been a bit. We haven't had episodes coming out consistently since, well, gosh, you know, basically March of 2020. And like everyone else, when the COVID situation hit and things changed, so did my work and lifestyle and everything changed here as well. Um, you know, first and foremost, my entire family is here all the time. They never leave. It's, well, it's wonderful and it's awful all at the same time. And parents, I know you get that. <laughs> it's been a long year. <laughs> um, but that also made it hard for me to really concentrate on uh, reviewing and writing up and, you know, having these conversations through the podcast. So that's kind of just a, a rundown as to what happened. It's not that I'm not still fangirling things. It's not that I'm not still watching the shows. It's just that it's a little bit harder to have the time and the quiet and the solitude to get a good recording and put it together. Um, because there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving people in my household. Uh, so yeah, that's it. So we are going to talk about WandaVision, and I think that this is the perfect show to fangirl because, as my guest is going to explain to you, there are so many layers to this show. It is something that you need to talk about, uh, like immediately after watching it. And uh, that's basically what Ashley and I are going to do together. Um, and I really appreciate her being willing to do this with me because, as you will find out, uh, and I and I've made no no, no secret of this. I'm a huge Marvel Cinematic Universe fangirl. I love the movies. I've probably read two comic books ever, though. And so that puts me in that situation where I don't really know all of the Easter eggs or all of the backstories or all of the little things that Marvel likes to throw in there to these movies and these shows that I personally appreciate because I think that's so cool when they do that. But I also don't get it. <laughs> And I felt like WandaVision off the off the the top of the the first time I watched this uh, the first episode, I was like, there's so much to this that I I I don't even get. Like I, I I'm not sure what it is, but I'm here for it. Um, and that's why Ashley is here. So Ashley, say hey to everybody. Um, as a as a quick inter introduction, uh, you guys have met her before. She's been on the podcast before, but it's been a while. And Mar uh, Ashley is a big Marvel fangirl. She's a big geek. Um, she loves comic books. And you can find her tweeting every Monday following hashtag Marvel Mondays. I got that right, right? Yes. <laughs> Okay. And then uh, she's also on a whole bunch of other um, outlets and places. So Ashley, take it away. Tell people uh, where you are and what you do. 
Hey, fangirls and boys. This is Ashley Saunders. Uh, you can find me at withashleyandco.com. As Patty said, we have a weekly Marvel Twitter chat, hashtag Marvel Mondays. Uh, I'm also a featured writer at cbr.com. And I also have a podcast, which Patty has been on, the Geek Girls Universe podcast. So I'm kind of everywhere, fangirling kind all the things. <laughs> yes, this is this is why we're friends, <laughs> because we understand each other so well when it comes to our fandoms. Um, so what our plan is for this series is that we are going to do a recap of WandaVision every week. Now, the first two episodes came out together, and then the third episode just dropped this last Friday. So we're going to lump all of them together for this podcast episode, Um but normally it's going to be we're just we're going to get together and chat about each episode as it comes out. Uh, so yeah, we're not going to save them all up and do like a mega explosion like we are right now. But that's what we're doing today. I'm excited. All right, so yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so go ahead and subscribe and follow uh, if you want to join in on spoilery Easter egg worthy WandaVision recaps because that is your warning. We're going to spoil the crap out of this stuff, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're gonna t- have a lot of discussions about it. I'm also going to throw some links down. Um, one thing about Ashley that you need to know is she has an eagle eye for Easter eggs. She's really good at this. And she has been putting together recap, um, Easter egg recaps for the, each episode. I'm assuming you're going to continue to do so for yes. as much as you can for the series. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to link those uh, uh, blog posts in the show notes. So if you ever want to go back and read what we talked about or you want more, because we're not going to be able to cover everything, I'm sure, uh, that's where you want to go. All right? Okay. So Ashley, our comic book nerd, <laughs> she... How long have you been reading comics? Oh, gosh, since I was little. Since you were little. Okay, so this is the (laughs) lifelong thing. Like, it's not something you just picked up. No. A lifelong nerd. (laughs) All right. right. How'd you get into him? Do you remember? Um, So I was the only girl, grandchild, and all my cousins were boys. And I hung out with uh, my uncle a lot. And he was into comic book uh, shows and I remember watching like the classic Superman stuff with him which is not Marvel but still <laughs> still nerd stuff and I just got super interested in the idea of superheroes I mean I grew up watching the X-Men cartoons that are now on Disney plus uh, and I just was so fascinated with that world and I've always loved to read so it was just kind of a natural progression to read comic books and learn about these superheroes Got it. Got it. Well, I, I've been joking that this whole series of us talking will basically be me saying, okay, so Ashley, tell me what that means. Goes wrong. <laughs> uh, and honestly, guys, it may end up being a lot like that. I won't lie. I I confess, I've read, I think, two Captain Marvel uh, comic books right before the movie came out because I didn't know anything about her and I wanted to know something about her. So, um, but I, I, that's just not my, my jam. Um but I do love the movies. Absolutely love how the storytelling all comes together uh, through this. And for those that tried to watch the first couple of episodes of WandaVision and you didn't quite get it, I think this might help you, I don't know, buy into it a little bit more by having some discussion about what's what's actually going on or what we think is going on. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there and see. Because I, I, I think... 
to jump ahead, and I'm not going to give a spoiler yet. You don't have to get upset yet, people. But to jump ahead to like the last 10 minutes or so of episode three, that's when I think the Marvelist, the, the Marvel, you know, what we're used to seeing in the MCU starts really kind of coming into the picture. And if you didn't catch anything before then, you probably finally caught it then <laughs> when it was in your face a little bit more. Um, so I, that just has me so excited that I think we're going to see more and more of that. At least that's my expectation. But we will get there. We will get there. Uh, okay. So first, we are going to start out with episode one. And if you do not want to be spoiled for any episode, you'll know before we move into the next one. So you can sign off and come back later and listen after you have watched the episodes. Um, but episode one, uh, this was kind of a Dick Van Dyke feeling episode, which wait, what? Like, this is not what you expected from Marvel. But in Marvel's defense, they never said it was going to be anything but weird, wild and something completely unexpected. They said that from the get go. So this shouldn't have surprised anybody, I guess, is my point. If you saw any of the trailers, if you have been paying attention to any of the press conferences or whatever that have come out on this D23 Expo, they always said it was going to be weird and different. Mm-hmm. And they did not disappoint. <laughs> no, they delivered on that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so recap us um, episode one. What happened? What did we see? Okay, so episode one, we enter the lovely town of Westview. It's super idyllic. It is a sitcom community. Uh, it's based in the 1950s. So you get the Dick Van Dyke show uh, references, including Vision well, he phases through the chair, but Dick Van Dyke used to trip over it, you know, on purpose. Yeah, that made me <laughs> laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so that was fun to see. Um, everything just seems pretty normal. It's got some bewitched vibes. You know, she's doing her uh, housework and using her magic. Everything seems pretty normal. There's the gags about Vision not being human. One of his coworkers is like, man, you're like a computer. And he's like, no, I'm not. Like immediately, like, no, no, I'm a I'm a flesh and blood human, just like you. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, then they have a dinner. And the dinner gets interesting because his boss comes over with his wife. And everything seems to be going fine. And then the boss starts asking questions that they don't have answers to. Like, where did you come from? When did you get married? How did you meet? Like all these normal questions you would ask somebody who is newly married, but they don't have answers for them. And immediately the boss starts to choke. And at first the wife's like, oh, stop it to her husband. Then if you're paying attention, her vi- her um, line of sight shifts and she's looking at Wanda and she's specifically telling Wanda to stop it. And Wanda seems to realize something's wrong, snaps out of whatever mind stupor she happens to be in and tells Vision to help him. Vision yeah. helps him. And then everything kind of just reverses back and everything's back to that sitcom feel of like, oh, okay, haha, that was funny. All right, we'll see you later. Like, bye. <laughs> uh, and it ends pretty much uh, just like that. And then there's some fake credits at the end, like you when you would generally watch a show. And it pans out and we see that somebody, S.W.O.R.D. specifically, is watching this monitor of the, quote, WandaVision show. And they're keeping an eye on what's going on. And that's where we're left after episode one. And I was so excited about it because I wasn't sure they were going to introduce S.W.O.R.D. that early. 
Okay, so stop here. Okay. Tell me who Sword is because I, 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 when I kind of caught on that something was different and something whatever, I Google and I look for spoilers because that is who I am. I know. I love them. You are a spoiler <laughs> queen. You're like, I need to know now. <laughs> I do. I, I have absolutely no chill and no patience. And so if it's out there or if someone's going to like spoil something for me, I'm going to go dig and find it. Um, this wasn't a spoiler, but I did hear a, read a little bit about what Sword is. So tell the people what sword is and why this matters. Okay, so sword is technically an offshoot of shield. So it's actually um, an abbreviation for sentient weapon observation response division. In the comic books, the W is actually world and not weapon. But they switched it up for this show. And I think it'll give them more uh, leeway to kind of move around uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with what's going on. So basically, new shield is sword and sword is watching what and is this happening. nick fury uh is no nick fury in this? Are i don't see think it? nick no? fury is involved in this last we saw fury Minute. he was in space hanging with the scrolls doing his thing yeah yeah but i was kind of hoping we'd get some samuel L. i mean i wouldn't be against <laughs> it but i don't think he's gonna show up for this one maybe he'll phone okay. it in i don't know i think he's busy with the perkins <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So there that's that's what you need to know to start on that. And I did pick up throughout the the next couple of episodes um different references to sword. And again, mm-hmm. guys, I am not the most observant. Um I you know, it has to be something I'm really really into for me to to catch easter eggs, but all of WandaVision Basically, to me, when I watched it the first time, I thought, there is so much in here that I need to go dig and look at and f- and figure out. Like, yes, because again, I want to know. Now, not every, I think it's an enjoyable watch if you just want to be entertained. I don't think you need to do all of that. But I also know that the MCU, like, they don't, they don't waste anything. If there's something that they can um, turn into an Easter egg or turn mm-hmm. into a, a hint or foreshadowing of something else that's going on, they're going to do it. They don't, they don't waste the opportunity. And so for example, uh, all of these shows have little mini commercials in the middle of the shows yes. and the commercials oh, are all about the commercials. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, all the commercials have something uh, they're, they're basically Easter eggs, like wrapped in this adorable little commercial. And that was for, for, for Patty, who is again, clueless when it comes to a lot of these things, that was the first thing that jumped out and I went, wait, 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 I know what that is. Right. So yeah, pay attention to the commercial. So tell me what you liked about what commercial was in the first one. That was the uh, toaster, right? Yes. So okay. on, on a surface level, this is what I love about the commercials and we can talk like more after we get to the episode two and three. But what I love about the commercials are that on the surface, they're just an Easter egg. Like they're a callback to a previous MCU uh, property or character or something that we've already seen. And you're like, oh, that's fun. And it's enjoyable, like you said. But then there's like deeper layers to it. So specifically the toaster in vision number seven, the comic book, Wanda calls Vision a toaster. So that was funny. What? Yes. Okay. All um, right. See? And Vis- so that comic run, along with House of M, which we can talk about the House of M reference if you want to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in episode one, those are informing this show. So it's fun to see what they are pulling out of these comics for that. So yes, Wanda calls Vision a toaster in the comic books. 
But also what I found interesting into a deeper layer, because I swear the show is a psychological thriller wrapped up in a sitcom style. And it's so bizarre. It's just, uh, it makes me excited. (laughs) Um, The toaster was made by Stark Industries. We all know that Wanda and her brother, going back to Age of Ultron, they were almost killed by a bomb that had Stark Industries written on it. And what I found interesting about the commercial was that the toaster was beeping, but it was an exaggerated time of how long it took that toaster to make the toast. And the beeping itself started to speed up almost like a bomb before it's about mm-hmm. to go off in like mm-hmm. anything you've probably ever watched. So yeah, surface level. Oh, Stark Industries. haha. Second level. Oh, Vision's a toaster. Third level. Wait a minute. This is kind of going back to her memories. And when yeah. we first like introduce her. And if we're going with the idea that the show is showing her descent into madness, the commercials are going to tie into that. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. So in something, I mean, that just came, that came to me and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I'm just going to say it because <laughs> uh, the, the title of it, it's not Wanda and Vision. It's WandaVision, like television, right? right? So we're watching Wanda's version of life. Yes. Like, okay. So yes, it happens that Vision, I mean, it's very, very clever that they were mm-hmm. able to tie that in, but that's like, again, love layers, right? Yeah. So it's not just Wanda and Vision together, but it's also Wanda's vision, like Wanda's view of things. Mm-hmm. So all of this, it was it was that choking scene that that and and how she said vision help him and and everything that was going there. Which oh by the way, like the, the actors, the casting for this entire oh, series, like they nailed it. Yes, uh, everything about this. Okay, so before we get in any deeper, I would need to give props to set design. Holy wow! Yes, costumes mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, makeup, hair, the wigs that we are going to see. Vision in episode three, I'm like low-key fanboy, fangirling over that one. I was, I was like, you look good like that. Um, anywho, like there's just a lot, right? There's a yes. lot of excellence that has been poured into this uh, series. So even if you don't get it on first uh, first blush, like give it a second try and try to to try try to lean into it or at least appreciate the visual of what they produced and what they put together cuz oh and the the score like the music that they're cho- I mean just everything like they just uh, again marvel does it again so um i can appreciate it on so many levels even if i don't get all the comic book references and i don't know the deep thoughts even just watching it from a critical standpoint of wow they did that you know i mean it's Marvel. Of course they did. But there's so much good and amazing. And I love, in addition, again, it's all these layers. In addition, the fact that the first a- official, you know, MCU series, mini series that they're putting out on Disney Plus is this homage, this love letter to, to TV, to the history of TV. And they did it so well. Like, it, I cannot say enough about um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany's acting and how they are just nailing the beats of each of these characters. Oh, my goodness. They Um, are so good. Catherine Hahn. Oh, I love her. She is a scene stealer. I adore when Agnes is on screen. 
I, I do too. And in fact, like, again, she was one that I like watched her and was like, okay, I need to go back and watch her again. So when I did watch all the, the episodes a second time, I would like zero in specifically to watch her facial expressions and the way she like tilted her head or used her hands. Oh my gosh, y'all. She's amazing. She is so, I mean, if you've seen her in anything, you, you know this about, <laughs> about Catherine on, but in this show, these folks need, we need to just throw Emmys at it. Okay. I'm just yes. putting it out there. I am all for, I'm going to be on the, the the couch screaming for all the Emmys to come one division's way, because I do think it is that brilliant on so many different levels. And considering, you know, the end part of this and, and the editing of it all and whatever had to happen during this time of COVID, hello, they did a heck of a job. Heck of a job. Agreed. All right. <laughs> so that's, that's episode one. Any lasting impressions on episode one? Now, for me, when I watched episode one, I I was just like, okay, press button, smash button episode two. Like I was all in. Even like I said, I didn't know quite what I was watching, but the premise behind it was just brilliant and and, and got to me. Um, it probably also didn't hurt that I grew up as a kid watching old reruns of I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, The Honeymooners even. Um, you know, I, I so Brady Bunch. I mean, all of these things I watched as a kid anyway. So it was hitting the right, um, I think, age level for me. You know, you're a little bit younger than me. So maybe that didn't grab you as much. I don't know what your experience was with watching any of those other shows. But as a Gen Xer who... I watched those things with my mom. I definitely was down for it. So episode one, I immediately I was in like there. You didn't have to convince me to hit episode two. Uh, so I didn't watch it with my parents, but I watched it at my grandparents' house. So I grew up watching mm-hmm. my mom love. I love Lucy. So I love Lucy. I definitely watched with her, but my grandmother, we watched the Dick Van Dyke show. We watched uh, bewitched. Um, the Brady Bunch wasn't a massive hit at my house, but we definitely, uh, uh, I definitely watched shows. So I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to, but I'm a Marvel fan. So like, honestly, from the second the scroll started and I'm, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I got emotional hearing and seeing the Marvel Studios logo play over something new, you know, after oh, girl, yes, the, yes. the desert of 2020. I was like so it, it, emotional. I was like, oh, it's back. <laughs> well, we were supposed to get WandaVision like in December was originally ago. the. Yeah. yeah, it was. So this has been, a, it's been a long, long, <sighs> longer than anticipated wait. So yeah. yeah, no, no, I was right there with you on that. So it was, it's, it's good to have it in our life um, again. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let's move on to episode two. Okay. This one I'd say is uh, kind of like Bewitched mm-hmm. with the, the the main overarching, you know, play that they were going with. Maybe a little bit of I Love Lucy in there because mm-hmm. we had some twin beds in the bedroom because that's what you did back then right? on TV. Um, so give us a little synopsis of this episode. Okay. So like you said, it started, the opening credits were an homage to Bewitched, clearly, uh, there was actually a lot of Easter eggs within those credits that are heavy comic related, which got me excited. Uh, but overall, the episode, there's a weird sound and it kind of plays on that whole like, again, that sitcom feel of like, aha, there's a sound outside and Vision should go check it out because he's the guy and they don't see anything. They think it's a tree. 
she goes outside and she finds uh, in color. So again, episode two is still in black and white, but a very bright red and yellow toy helicopter with the sword symbol is sitting in her bushes outside the house. So that's weird, right? (laughs) Yeah. And when I first saw that, I saw the red and yellow and I was thinking Stark Industries. Yeah. That was my first thought too. Yeah. But if you look close, you do see the sword uh, logo or something on it. And so then I was like, okay, that's not Stark. So what is this? Yep. Off to Google I went. Anyway, go ahead, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So sword, again, there's the sword reference this time actually in the town of Westview and not uh, post-credit. Uh, there's going to be a town talent show for the children, which sounds very creepy because they're all very like for the children. It's for the children, like over and over, right, over. like right. a cult. They keep repeating it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's very weird. strange. <laughs> uh, so Wanda, being the dutiful housewife that she is, she goes to meet with the other ladies of the HOA basically to plan out this talent show and visions off with the fellas, like trying to be one of the guys and talk about the neighborhood watch. They give him a piece of gum. So Vision does not eat because Vision is a synthesoid and not a human. And the effect of gum is very similar to Baymax in Big Hero 6 when he has a low battery. So he's drunk. (laughs) Vision is like stumbling around. They go to the talent show. Vision is actually using his real powers, which Wanda hastily like, uses her magic to be like, oh, look, he's not actually flying. There's a rope attached to him. Ta-da! You s- oh, you weren't supposed to see that. Um, we're also introduced to Geraldine, who is actually Monica Rambeau. And the last time we saw her, she was a little girl in Captain Marvel. Now she is all grown up. But she goes by the name Geraldine. And we're not sure if that's because that's her cover or if, in fact, she doesn't remember who she actually is. But she is confirmed as Monica Rambeau for the series. Mm-hmm. while Wanda is talking to Dottie. So similar to the choking ep- scene in episode one, the point in episode two where things get a little weird is when Wanda and Dottie are having a confrontation. Dottie is like the head Karen in charge <laughs> of the HOA. She's kind of evil herself, but not like she, in a villain way. She's just like an evil right. person. Um, she's like the, the queen bee. Everybody knows yes. that, that person. Yeah, right. Yeah. She's like, the HOA lady that everybody hates. Um, the radio that's sitting on the table starts to pick up Agent Wu from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Randall Park, saying, Wanda, can you hear me? Who's doing this to you? And as Dottie's looking like, what is happening? And Wanda looks a little terrified. Dottie's glass breaks. It cuts her hand and the blood is bright, like Sweeney Todd red. So very mm-hmm. aggressively red. Not like you would normally see blood being in a show. And, but then again, it was just like the choking scene. A second later, Dottie's just back to her like housewife thing. Like, oh, do you know how to get blood out of white linen? A housewife has to do it or, you know, something like that. The episode two commercial, again, it was a Strucker watch made by Hydra. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And it ends with a Wanda and Vision hearing something outside. They go outside and this man dressed like a beekeeper is coming out of the sewers and he's got the sword logo on the back of his outfit. Wanda immediately is like, no. And she rewinds time and her and vision are back in the house and everything is fine. She's pregnant. She's like, Oh, it's real. And they're so happy. And that's how it ends. Yeah. That was, that was like 
you know, super weird and wild um, way that this episode kind of played out. Um, Dottie, like, what's her deal? Do you think she's going to have anything to do with anything in the future? Like, I feel like Agnes, obviously, we're telegraphing and we're going to have. For sure. mm -hmm. Yeah, Agnes Agnes is playing in there. But do you think Dottie's just, you know, like a, a, you know, random character, an extra townsperson? Or do you think there's more to her? Because she did kind of seem like, I don't know, like she, something was off with her in that whole breaking of the glass scene with me that I thought, huh, is she really more than she seems or no? I don't think I've settled on an opinion for Dottie yet. Okay. Uh, There is a Dottie character in Agent Carter, but we Mm -hmm. know that WandaVision is set after Endgame. So there's no way that that person would still be alive. Uh, Right, 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 right. So I don't think they're related, even though that was the first like thought I had. Okay. And did you pick up that that was Agent Wu immediately or did you have to listen to it a few times? So that part played in trailer two, I believe. And I didn't pick up on it being him then, but I definitely picked it up in the show because I had the volume up like, you know, (laughs) super loud. I got to hear everything. But also I know that Randall Park has been cast for the show playing his yes. character yes. as well as uh Darcy from the Thor movie she's also going to be in yep. the show so and we've seen them yep. both in the trailer so knowing that and then hearing it again I was like oh it's him like I, I yeah, that that was exactly that's exactly what did for me too I was I the first time I heard it I was like I wonder who that is the second time I watched it and heard it I said oh clearly that's Agent Wu because right. it was the ding 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so tell me about this beekeeper sitch. Obviously, Wanda freaks out and she's got this look on her face and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not we're not doing this. And like you said, she like does a rewind. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a beekeeper that has anything to do with anything or is it just the sword logo on the back in like in other words, does a beekeeper have any experience? I mean, what is that? What is a beekeeper? What does it have to do? <laughs> so there are several theories on the beekeeper. We saw the beekeeper in the trailer too, but we didn't see the sword logo. So my mm-hmm. original thought as soon as I saw it was that he's part of AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics from the comics. Uh, they were briefly used in the MCU in Iron Man 3, but it never came to anything. But essentially in the comic books, AIM is like Hydra level bad. In fact, they used to be a part of Hydra, and then they branched off to do their own evil thing. Um, Gotcha. And their underlings wear uniforms that look like beekeeper outfits. So that was my first thought. Then I saw the sword logo, and I'm like, well, it could be that he was wearing a radiation suit, and when he emerged into Wanda's reality, that it changed to the beekeeper outfit, just like the helicopter was probably real at some point. And then in her reality, it became a toy because of how uh, weird, obviously, everything is there. Um, The other, like, more out there theory is that he's actually Swarm, which is a Marvel character. I don't know if they're going to go that deep dive into the comics, though, for this. Uh, So I would probably reel it back and say it is indeed Sword. And it might be like AIM is infiltrating S.W.O.R.D., kind of like HYDRA infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., and we could see it all tie together at the end. Or not, because I feel like that's WandaVision, right? It's like, here's some answers, but here's 50 (laughs) more questions. (laughs) That's 
That's that's essentially WandaVision. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so Wanda's look um, in this one, their, their look was definitely more like leaning into the 60s version. Mm-hmm. She's out of the dresses and she's into like the capri pants and the flats and um, she's a little sassy. And uh, I, again, I just, I love the way, I love how they're playing with all of this. I don't know, you know, if we're going to find out why Wanda was into all of these TV shows and why that's what her mind took on or if they forced that on her. Like, I don't know if there's any history to this, right? Right. Do you, okay. I was like, do you have any thoughts <laughs> yeah, I, or any background on that? Um, I don't, but I also have a theory that it's not her completely in control of the reality. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then I'm, I'm open to that too. Like, you know, it's not that, like she's like I said, like she's being fed it. Like they're mm-hmm. they're creating it for her, and she's just a player in this. But I don't know if I don't know somewhere it comes out that she she too used to sit and watch TV because she couldn't leave her house. You know, in her war war torn, uh, right. you know, where she used to live or whatever. You know, I mean, it, it's I just wonder if there's going to be some kind of tie in. So, right, like, I've why we're that, that myself. Like if she just spent all that time when. Not only that, when she was stuck in her uh, Sokovia, but when she was like, you know, when Tony like jailed bird her mm-hmm, into the mm-hmm. Avengers campus. Exactly. And, yeah. And, you know, Steve is like, oh, my God, like you're having her under house arrest. And he's like, no, it's fine. She's got a tennis court. <laughs> like, I wonder <laughs> if she was watching old sitcoms and really being like, wow, because coming from a war torn childhood and then being experimented on. And then being hated by the world after, you know, those events, it's like, it would be nice to escape into a sitcom, right? Because everything works out in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally see that could be it. Um, That could be where the basis of it's coming from, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, There was also something else that I saw that you pointed out in one of your... And I can't remember. I think it was in, in my, I think this was in episode one because it was on, it was Vision's tie. Yes. That was the first so episode. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're talking a lot about Wanda and how this is all Wanda, but whatever. But you also okay. mentioned, um, and we you know it's been confirmed that this all takes place, the, the rea- in reality, <laughs> this all takes place after um, the last movie, right? And so we we don't have vision anymore. So the question is, how is vision here? Well, is he just completely a figment of Wanda's imagination? Or is there more to that? Uh, so what did you catch on his tie that made you start thinking in a different way? Okay, so his tie symbol in the first episode, it's kind of a, if you can imagine, a long rectangle with a circle on top and a circle on the bottom. So it looks like a plug, essentially. It mm-hmm. looks like a monitor plug, honestly. And he's a he's a computer, so it's like, oh, well, that's funny. And it's, you know, just a nod that he is not a human. But my thought was, when we last saw Vision alive, which was Infinity War, Shuri was frantically trying to separate his synapsis from the Mind Stone so that mm-hmm. they could destroy the Mind Stone and keep it away from Thanos without having to sacrifice Vision. And we don't know exactly how close she got, but... If you go back and watch it, she got pretty close. Like, I would yeah. say she was probably 99% there, if not almost 100, like 99.9. So we do know in the comic books, Vision is rebooted um, using the help of uh, Wonder Man, which is actually also referenced in the show. 
So again, it's like the layer upon layer. But if we just want to go with MCU knowledge, Shuri is super smart. She's obviously alive. She can do all sorts of things. It's not, I wouldn't put it past her that she has somehow managed to rebuild vision. And when Mm -hmm, Thanos mm -hmm. rewound time, he didn't like Wanda destroyed vision completely when she destroyed the mind stone, like body and everything. But Thanos was like skirt rewind. And he just took the mind stone out of his head, killing him. So his body was there. It was just damaged. So Shuri could have taken that rebuilt it with Wakanda tech and he could be plugged in, literally plugged in somewhere, waiting mm. for Wanda. All right. Or all right. Well, might have him at this point. We don't know. That's just that imagery. Yeah, right. Now, the metaphors, they're deep in this one. I, they, they are. They are. Um, and as much as I love these characters who didn't get a ton of screen time and a ton ton of attention given to them. But um, in preparing to watch WandaVision, I went back and, you know, picked up some key moments in these movies. Oh my gosh. Vision has some excellent one-liners in Age of Ultron. Like he throws some shade around, which is really fun. Um, Also, if you remember, (laughs) like after the whole, you know, trying to pick up Thor's hammer thing and nobody could do it. And then Vision's like handing it to Thor, like it's nothing, you know? I mean, it's just, there's so many really great things. So while Wanda and Vision were kind of like, I don't know, people didn't, didn't, I don't want to say they didn't give them credit. They just weren't, um focal points, you know, in the, in the previous movies that we've seen, I love that they are becoming super important for this next, you know, to kick off phase four. Yeah. So I'm down with this and I like the characters. Um, Wanda is a bad, 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 bad bitch. And I love it. Um, So it's, it's it's exciting. I can't wait until like we get a little bit further. Um, All right. We're going to talk about a level mutant, which in the comic books means she's basically undefeated. You you can't defeat her. She is hella powerful. (laughs) I keep forgetting um, the fact that she is, she's a mutant like i I, i'm like she just has powers no dude that's the mutants like and so now does is this going to be the start of opening up things like for i I don't know how they're connected because obviously like i said i don't read comic books but is this going to open up things for the x-men to start kind of working their way into the mcu i know it's coming or at least they they've mentioned (laughs) it but i'm like is wanda gonna be the person that like makes all that happen right so we will have to wait and see uh, for those of you that like the X-Men. Um, all right. So episode three, let's do a quick little recap of what happened here. This was by far my favorite episode, not just because we're get, we're getting into some more like MCU, like traditional, the, the good stuff, you know, towards the end. But I just <laughs> loved, I loved the vibrancy and the facial expressions and the play on, I mean, she was just the, she was an excellent sitcom mom in this scene. These scenes, especially her with Geraldine together were just so good for me and uh, really, really enjoyed it. And then you also get this weird scene. That's very cool to watch between um, Agnes and is it Harold? It's herb or herb, 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 herb. herb. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I know it's an H Um, (laughs) um, between Herb and um, Agnes and Vision, which was very like on the edge of your seat. 
stuff was happening in those moments. We don't know what we don't know what stuff yet, but stuff was happening. Um, so give us a quick rundown on this episode, what it's about and what happened in it and what the commercial was, and then we'll uh we'll talk it out. Okay. So episode three, Wanda is pregnant and she is very pregnant. So we know this is clearly not a human pregnancy. She was showing at the end of episode two and by episode three, the doctor's in there going, oh, you're like six months along and Vision's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Uh, So that was- Six hours along? (laughs) Yeah. "Uh, How big should the baby be at six hours? Because that's really how much time has passed. (laughs) Um, They're debating on names- He suggests Billy after William Shakespeare. She suggests Tommy saying it's a good old American name. Uh, Both of those names are the names of their children in the comic books, Tommy and Billy, who are mutants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Their mutant names are Speed and Wiccan, side note. Uh, But going back to the episode, you know, she's just getting ready for this birth and she's painting the nursery magically, of course. Uh, She's bringing butterflies to life. The appliances are on the fritz when she has contractions. It's very funny to watch. Uh, Their vision does think something's wrong, though. And when he questions it, unlike the previous episode where when she saw the beekeeper, she's like, no. And you know that for a fact, she rewound everything. It's almost like the show glitched. And if you weren't like actively watching, I think you might have thought like, oh, my Disney Plus is buffering or something. But no, there was an actual skip. It was like somebody took an iMovie and like cut out a clip very obviously. And you're just like, wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we don't know if that was her, though, because it didn't seem to be her doing it because she didn't make any Mm -hmm. movements. But we don't know. Again, layers. Uh, Commercial number three was for Hydra Soak. And so it's soap, luxury bath powder, actually, that, uh, you know, helps you find the goddess within when you're busy with your day-to-day housewife duties. Uh, Again, Hydra is referenced here, and obviously they're bad. And there's some debate as to whether it's referencing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and your man Coulson. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I caught that. I actually caught that, you one. Caught that one. I thought you would because that's your boo. You love Coulson. <laughs> I adore Coulson. And if there's any way, if I, I swear y'all, you will you will all hear it. It won't even be, have to be recorded or on a microphone. But if Coulson makes an appearance uh, in WandaVision, your girl is going to be on the floor. She's just going to be hyperventilating <laughs> because I do love me some some uh, Clark Gregg and, and Phil Coulson. <laughs> but yeah, no, I caught that, that like um, Ian Shield, this was like when they're in the framework um, mm-hmm. and uh, Greg says something like they're, or uh, Coulson says something like um, Hydra has been brainwashing people with soap. And so then we have this soap commercial. <laughs> yes. I actually was leaning more towards because my theory is the commercials relate to her memories. And this is like Age of Ultron when she first encounters the Avengers and, you know, she does her thing and they start to like realistically hallucinate things. Mm -hmm. So for me, I felt like it was that. Um, But we'll see. It could be again with all these layers, it could be both. Don't take this away from me. Let me have some hope. We won't take it away from you. (laughs) Colson is there. (laughs) Uh, um, so geraldine comes by wanda is comedically trying to hide her pregnancy even though she's very large at this point 
because uh, again, superhuman babies, right? And- yeah, and they were, and they totally did because like they used to not show pregnant actresses on TV either. So they always had to. I think famously, I Love Lucy was the first actual pregnancy mm-hmm. that was allowed to be seen on TV. So I was also laughing that that's kind of part of it is she's you know, hiding a bowl of fruit in front of her and Geraldine doesn't see it. Right. And she's underneath this coat and right. oh, that's a foxy coat. You know, I'll have to borrow it sometime, but she doesn't see the pregnancy. And I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? The woman is huge. Right. <laughs> that's totally a sitcom thing of like, Oh, I'm not pregnant. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so outside though, the, the uh, scene you mentioned, Agnes and Herb are whispering to each other. So if you don't want to turn your TV up to like a million, turn on closed captioning because it will show you what they're talking about. And they are talking about Wanda. They're talking about Geraldine. And they clearly know Wanda's pregnant, even though Wanda hasn't really been outside since, you know, she got pregnant in episode two and is now having babies in episode three. (laughs) So it's like, how do they know? And when Vision starts to talk to them about it, and they're questioning Geraldine and they're like, but she's like, she's weird. She's new in town, brand new. And Vision, of course, is like, oh, that's fine. And they're like, she doesn't have a husband or a family. He's like, okay. And then they say, she doesn't have a home. And he's like, wait, what? That's yeah. not right. Um, meanwhile, inside, Wanda's having babies. <laughs> a baby, I should say. Then she has the second baby. And she starts to sing a Sokovian lullaby after she refers to her brother, Petro, which who was killed in Age of Ultron. And it's almost as if Geraldine wakes up because she looks kind of refu- confused. And she says, Ultron killed him. To which Wanda completely drops the sitcom like voice and tone. And she's like, what did you just say? And just the look on Elizabeth mm-hmm. Olsen's face, like, She's so good in this moment. And you see the shift where she drops it and she completely has turned back into the, like the same person we saw in Endgame when she goes, you took everything from me. And she uh-huh. starts to like annihilate Thanos by herself. Like, dude, I had chills. It was I have so chills. Good. I have them currently with you even talking about <laughs> I this. Like, say, I got some too. Like it was, it was so good. It was so good. And you know, of course, Geraldine's like, oh, uh, uh, you know, and she tries to recover it. She's wearing a sword necklace, which Wanda has seen this image now on that beekeeper on the helicopter. And we're unclear if she already knew about sword ahead of time. Maybe she did. Maybe she does. But she does associate it with like an outside thing. And she's like, Where, what is that? Like, why are you wearing that? And again, Geraldine doesn't have answers for her. And the next we see visions running inside like Wanda, are you okay? Cause he just heard like Geraldine doesn't have a home. And that's like really weird. And she's like standing over the baby smiling pleasantly. And she's like, Oh, she had to rush home dear. Like, and then we see poor old Geraldine, Monica getting literally like psychic force booted out of Westview. She lands in the field somewhere and sword starts to rush in to, you know, pick her up, rescue her. And that's where it ends. And it's just like, holy crap. Awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> so awesome. Yes. So we've broken out at that very last moment there. We we literally are thrust out of the sitcom that we're in and back into real world with 
sword coming in to do whatever they're doing. Like I couldn't tell if it was because I saw like one guy gets out with gun raised. Like, so I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell if they were rescuing her, if they saw her as a threat. Like I didn't know what was up yet. So of course we don't know what's up yet, but yes. And my question to you is what do you think was going on inside the sitcom? Because, um, Monica definitely, Geraldine slash Monica definitely had the look on her face where it could have been like, oh crap, she's busting me. What do I say? Or it could have just been a complete, like she was confused because she's also like brainwashed inside this framework of whatever's going on inside this bubble that, that has Wanda's head <laughs> happening. Um, I wasn't quite sure where we were going there. Like if she was aware of it or she wasn't aware of it, or if once Wanda started saying certain things that was breaking through to her and mm-hmm. causing her to like have a glitch, you know, to where she was like, wait, 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 what? that's how she pulled out, you know, Ultron killed him. Right. Right. So I couldn't tell if she was doing it on purpose or if it was just the circumstances caused her, her facade to crack. All right, so this is my thinking. I think okay. that the helicopter Wanda found was she was flying it was her helicopter, and that's uh, okay. they okay. showed up in the same episode, right? The helicopter and uh-huh. Geraldine, and she's new to town, right? New to town, uh-huh. nobody knows her. She doesn't have a home. She doesn't have a husband. So she fell out of the sky, essentially. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> think that originally. For sure, she was going in, or at least attempting to, to rescue either Wanda and the people, or just the people from Wanda. Mm-hmm. I think that once inside the bubble, she became kind of like that dazed and confused, like everybody else, walking around in this almost like non-playable character kind of way, like for a video game, where they just have a set, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thing that they're supposed to do, like you go here and then you say this and stuff like that. And for me, I watched it a couple times and I was very honed in on her face. When Wanda started singing that lullaby, it was as if it broke through that fog. And okay. that's why her, even her voice changed too from that foxy, like, you know, seventies, mm-hmm. like vibe, cool vibe to, but wait, he was killed by Ultron. Like, it was just that her face. And then when Wanda starts to question her, she doesn't, she can't answer because I don't think she can remember how she knew it, why she even said it and who she is in that moment. Mm-hmm. She even looks confused looking at the necklace. Like, I don't know how this even got here. Like it's just here. Um, so I, I don't think Monica, once she was inside the bubble, she realized why she was there until that moment. And then, yes, it was a glitch in the system. And she was like, wait a second. And I think the reason that they swarmed in on her at the end is that maybe they didn't know it was her coming out. Because she definitely works for S.W.O.R.D. So I don't think they saw her as a threat. They might just not have known it was her. Yeah, all they saw was somebody come flying out. Right, and and they're like, whoa, like what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. All right, I can can dig with that. Um, yeah, there was a lot in this episode um, that was that was kind of cool. Um, one thing that I noted from your post is that at one point when Wanda's still pregnant, she says she wonders if her baby will be human or synthesoid. So what's up with that? Like explain what synthesoid is so that people can understand a little bit more of what vision really is. Because in my head, I would have been like, oh, like he's created. He's a, ro- he's a robot. Right. 
so Vision isn't a robot. <laughs> he is a synthesoid. So he's a synthesized human. He is he's a synthetic human. Like he is made with like a body, even though he's got robotic parts. It's not something that okay. they've necessarily referred to him in, in the MCU, but it is used in the comic books. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, that was good. That I, Episode three, I kept, um, and I'm sure you felt the same way. So Ashley and I both actually got screeners for mm-hmm. these first three episodes, um, a couple of days, a week or two in advance, whatever it was. And Got to we got to see the shows in advance, so we knew that getting folks to continue to watch episode three was going to be important. <laughs> uh, so, how did you feel when episodes one and two came out, and everybody was like, "I don't like it. I hate it. What is this? This is so boring. It's so slow." Ugh. Er, er. I had to hold my tongue. I mean, I just kept Same. saying, "Please, please." Please, please hang in there. Hang in there. Exactly. I don't know what happens after episode three, but it promises to like pick up for you. And and I kept falling back to the whole like Marvel does everything for a reason. Yes. I think you've seen the other movies. You know that that is a fact. You know that they all build on each other in their own ways. Mm-hmm. So you got to trust the process. But you had to be just like me, though. Like, I, it had to be literally. <laughs> I saw some of your conversations and I had to like hold back myself from like also responding and being like, ah, but <laughs> yeah, dog pile on, stay, people stay. Yeah, it's so, just like, uh, yeah. don't leave until the credits fully roll, right? right? It's the same 100%. idea. Like, same for, yeah. you need to stick with this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you. I said the same thing. I said, I get it sort of, because I was hooked from the beginning. So I don't get it, get it, but I get it. And I was like, episode three, it takes it up like 500 notches. Trust me. I also was sending people my breakdowns who just didn't understand what was going on. Because I was like, well, maybe if you read this and Mm -hmm. what you want to do with this podcast, like, let us help you understand the more weird aspects of it. Because I think once you get that, then you're going to be like, oh, that's cool. And to be able to watch it again with that knowledge of like, oh, there's a House of M reference, which is a massive comic book that if it's it's re- it's being used for this show, you know, mm-hmm. and that's when Wanda's losing her mind in the comic books. And that's, okay. you know, we know that WandaVision is leading into Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Ding, 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 <laughs> people. Hello. So like they're not totally, it's, they're not. They're not totally hiding it from you. Like it's out there. Yeah. And if you didn't know that Wanda was going to be in that, then we're here to break that news for you. But it yeah. that that's been that's been out there for a while. But yes, Wanda is going to be she's back. She's I saw that she was currently in London filming mm-hmm. um, for that. the movie now. Yeah. So um she's definitely gonna be in it. The title says it all. If you mm-hmm. remember Doctor Strange and how banana pants that was with all of the different wild, oh my gosh. The end of that movie still gets me every single time, like how wild that is. Yeah. So, yes, hang in yeah. there because while it's it's going to make sense, even if it doesn't make sense, does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to make sense from an MCU perspective, right? Yes, yes. I mean, and honestly, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw people comparing it to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got boring or because it didn't connect. Guys everyone please like understand that all the disney plus shows 
are in the MCU and they connect a hundred percent. So you are going to need to watch it to know what the heck is going on. And WandaVision not only ties into the second Doctor Strange, but it also ties into Spider-Man 3 and the Loki show. And that's per Kevin (laughs) Faggy. So there's a lot going on. A lot. A lot going on. It just doesn't feel like the MCU. And I get that. But think about the more out there MCU films. Like Doctor Strange was a little bit more out there because of the whole time and the Dormammu. Mm -hmm. You know, even Thor Ragnarok felt a little weird because they were in space on these other planets. But like, they all had a purpose. This has Mm -hmm. a purpose. So just hang in there. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. And that was, that was the thing that I wanted to reiterate to everybody is, um, anybody that, that considers themselves an MCU fan and and likes the movies, um, and you might be excited for Loki and you might be excited for, uh, at the next one is going to be Winter Soldier and, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You might be excited for those because they're a little bit more traditional, or at least they appear to be a little bit more traditional, but it's all going to interlink just like you kind of need to see all the movies to really see how things connect and all those puzzle pieces go together. It's going to be the same thing with these shows. That's what the MCU does. That's what they do so well. That's, that's why they're not DC okay? uh, because um, <laughs> DC is just a hot mess. Oh, like, hot, it, hot mess. Y'all uh-huh. as much as I love Patty Jenkins, as much as I love Gal Gadot, I hated <laughs> Wonder Woman. I take that back. I didn't hate Wonder Woman 1984. I hated um, how long and unnecessary it felt. <laughs> All <Yes>. the plot holes. <laughs> All of it. Like it, it was. It was beautiful. Like there were some things I really enjoyed to watch. You know, happen. But um, but overall, it was just a hot mess. So, and unfortunately, DC. I've tried with you, but every single time I come back and I go, "Yep, this is why I love Marvel because yep. agreed they they're just so good at at connecting these things and putting everything together in this awesome little package." So, um, yeah, that that's I think that's a perfect reminder to everybody to hang in there. It's mm-hmm. gonna make sense. It's gonna it, and you're going to want this information to move forward with the others. So even if Wanda and Vision are not your people. Even if they, you don't love them, even if you think this is a little too weird, mm, I get it, but still try to, I think it's important for the grand scheme of things. And if you could see me, I'm like making my arms really <laughs> big over here. In the grand scheme of things from the MCU and for being a Marvel fan, you're going to need WandaVision mm-hmm. in your little brain, okay? Because I think a lot of it's going to come out. It's crucial. They, it's going to be crucial to phase four because you know they're doing a lot of multiverse stuff. And yes. that's it's situated with her, you know, as much as it is Doctor Strange. So piv- well, it's a and, pivotal and they, series for, for real. It is. And they, again, they don't do anything. They do everything for a reason. Well, sh- it's the first Disney series to come out on Disney plus for a reason. Right. So ding, ding, ding. Hi guys. Y'all, you know, uh, I'm pretend I'm Kevin Feige over here for a minute. Y'all going to want to watch this. That's all I'm going to say. I hope you are. I hope that this podcast will also help. Um, even if it's just talking it out, because I think this is one of those shows that that's going to be important and helpful is to be able to just 
you know, like throw it out there and get it out there. Yeah. And even if Ashley and I are the only ones that are getting any benefit from that, Ashley, it's been lovely talking to you because I, we, we don't even live that far from each other, guys. We live like 45 minutes away from each other. And we used to see each other like once a month at least for movie back premieres. The, back in the day. Back in the pre-COVID days. So this is also giving me an excuse to reconnect with my friend Ash, um, <laughs> which is always fun. Uh, but anyway, like we promised, we're going to come back every week and um, record. I will turn around and edit as quickly as I can and get them out. Um, they may come out on Mondays. They may come out on Wednesdays. I can't promise anything because my life, as I mentioned before, is a little little uh, in, in, you know crazy over here at times. But um that's my plan for each of these episodes and uh, hope that you'll hang in there with us and come back and fangirl again with us real soon. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks.